Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. from delivering the truth and exposing the lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Cross. <laughs> yeah, Mariah. <laughs> 
we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10.30. Uh, right now we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% adults and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually. But for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps. That do not exist. So who wants to work for the IRS? Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough. We will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fast budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you adults and something that cares who will let us get away with it. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
All right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Monday, TGIM, everyone, another broadcasting week starting for us. So we will have Christine joining us here as usual uh, in just a minute. And for anyone else out there in Radio Land, if you want to be a part of the show, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into tonight's conversation. So, uh, Christina, welcome in. Thanks, Proof. <laughs> um, it's uh, been a long weekend. <laughs> or, well, long holiday. How, how about how about you? How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, I can understand that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. Sometimes you know, it, it's great to get together on the holidays and everything, but. Sometimes I think it's just so much work, you know. We try to make too much of things sometimes, but oh well. But it was good seeing family and everything, so. But I'm just kind of glad it's over now. It was a lot of work. So, and I am, I don't know, I think I'm ready for a vacation. (laughs) So. Ah, so um, how about uh, this new Argentina libertarian president? I mean, he's something. Have you been listening to some of his his talks? Oh, I've been following him for about six months. I mean, he's great. (laughs) I hope, uh, you know, I hope he accomplishes everything he's trying to accomplish. He said that... uh... For his inauguration speech, the the president of Brazil can come, but only if he invites Bolsonaro. <laughs> well, I um, I I'm trying to remember. Somebody sent me a link on him. Uh, I mean, he was ranting about everything. It was great, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> I told them, and I mean, it just everything he's wanting to do is exactly what this country needs to do. Well, and mm-hmm. the Netherlands, they, the Netherlands has another guy just like that, that they just elected. Really? Well, they need yes, it. Yes, Geert some... somebody, his, his first name is G-E-E-R-T, Geert. And I don't remember oh, his last Geert. name offhand, but yeah. Well, don't you remember there was, um, during the, you know, heat of the COVID agenda, there was there was a doctor by the last name of Geert. Okay. And I don't know if it's the same guy. I don't think it would be because this guy was just, you know, he was medical. He was like a doctor, I think. But um, he was, you know, talking about these shots and how, how they that you just don't do it, you don't do this type of vaccination during a pandemic. But I I remember his last name was Garrett too, so interesting. But uh, they needed somebody new. I mean because they've you know they've got some things going on over there that 
that's crazy, that's really trying to take people's rights away, people's property. Yeah, meanwhile, so, meanwhile though, we have uh, <laughs> a few countries, Australia, Germany, now Canada is starting up their scam dates again, uh, where they're trying to require scams. Oh, yeah, and, and obviously China. Meanwhile, you know, everybody's all... laughing at Alex Jones because he said they're going to try to bring them back here. But they're they're mocking him like uh, like they're not trying it. Oh my gosh! Of course they're going to try to bring it back here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, ugh. Jeez, people are so naive. They're just plain stupid, I guess. You know, all I don't those know, studies, but... one after another, after another, and another study came out today that said scams do nothing but hurt your 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 uh, your health. But keep yeah. wearing them. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I know. No, I I will not wear them. I refuse. I don't even know how to pull them on. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, but um, no, I know China, you know, I, I got a call from a family member this evening. They had gone to the doctor and and the doctor said, you know, everything's looking good. Your your numbers and everything, the checkups well. And this is a 85 year old. And but she says, but you know, there's this new virus, this new virus, RSV out, and we have a vaccine for it now. And I got to be kidding me. So they called me to ask me, but luckily they didn't let them give it to them. Um, he said, eh, you know, I'll, I'm going to talk to a few people first. So he called me and asked me about it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I said, first of all, I said, RSV has been around for years and years. I said, it's not something new. And I said, but this, this vaccine is brand new. I said, here we go again. And I said, guess who makes it? I guess it's it's Pfizer. So you know what's happened? Pfizer's COVID gene therapy injections have taken a a dive, so they're losing money now on them. So guess what they're doing? They've got another new vaccine. Imagine they're diversifying. I mean, seriously, people that line up for that thing are crazy. Yeah, but let me let me mention though that there's only so many COVID gene therapies you could sell them. But if you could sell them on those same people on another product, see, yeah. they said now that it's up to 14% of the American public got, got the new COVID gene therapies, according to <laughs> the Gateway Pundit. Uh, so so that, that's their target audience, that 14% that is going to run and go get the latest in gene therapies. So, hey, do you want to get this? Do you want to get this uh, this new gene therapy to go with your COVIDs? Oh, of course. Sign me up. Uh, Can I get them both at the same time? Oh, you bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I just, they're they're not going to say, well, you, we have this RMZ gene therapy, but 
you might like this because you're not getting the COVID shot. You're not, you're not getting the people that say, oh, I'm not going to get COVID gene therapy, but I'll get the other one. People yep. aren't doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I've, I've been trying to find, um, I'm trying to figure out if it's, if it's an mRNA vaccine as well, or gene therapy. I'm not calling it a vaccine because these mRNAs are not vaccines. I don't care what people say. They change the definition. That's why I call them gene therapies and everything I do. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, I'm trying to find out if that, if that's what this is. And you can't, you Google it and that is just, so difficult to find the ingredients are the type that it is. I mean, it's like they're avoiding it. So I've, I've, I've yet to find it. I just keep on looking and it just it keeps popping up the same thing. So, but there's no way I would trust them. Not, I mean, there's, how can anybody trust the medical community at all right now? I mean, it is just the things that have happened. They're they're preying on that 14%. Yeah, I guess so. But it is just... If they can just hang around long enough to get to the next uh, presidential election and and have Brandon run it again, then they could start making some of these mandatory, and then they'll make money hand over fist. So they're just biding their time for another year. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw a new poll about how Biden's approval just just keeps plummeting. But at the same time, you know, everyone, there are still people voting that would vote for Biden. Everyone is wondering why Biden can still, you know, be remotely in the running. And if they are so small-minded that they will literally allow their egos to lead them into destroying this country. Oh, there, there, there's a guy that interviews random people on the street who they're voting for. And yeah. anyone that says they're voting for Brandon, he asks why. And it, it's either, how dare you support a racist? Or, uh, dude, I, I said I'm voting for Brandon. And <laughs> that, that's, that's there. Well, why are you voting for him? Dude, I said I'm going to vote for him. Is that, why, why do you have a problem with that? Like, yeah, yeah, I just want to know why. You don't need to know anything. I said I'm voting for Brandon. It's like they get all defensive, and they, they don't want to yeah. tell you why. No. It's just crazy that you can't even stand behind the guy. You're you're, you're voting for him out of rage or where or, or the TV tells you yeah. what to do. You can't even say, I like policy X. Right. Yeah. I. That's the thing. That, that's why I can't... If you had policies that you appreciate, we can have a discussion, but they're not even open to it. Tell me one good thing why you're voting for Brandon. Well, I, it doesn't matter. I don't like Trump. And that, right. that, that's your response. Right. So so we could, you know, we could, the, the country could literally just be completely destroyed and they, they'll still vote for Biden. Yeah. I mean, it just makes no sense. So, I mean, it doesn't Biden hurt enough. Done. That's why. That's why exactly. I'll say it every show if I have to. It doesn't hurt enough. It's true. It's true. I mean, 
because he has so many things going against him. <laughs> there is nothing positive in any presidency. There's nothing that's been good about it. I mean, please, somebody call us. Tell me one thing. One thing good. See, there's one happened. thing. There's one thing that I almost liked with with Barry Satoro and his husband Michael Robinson Obama, <laughs> who I'm sure is a nice lady. He opened up the discussions again with Cuba, which I thought was cool, because I I think you should always want to call your enemies and see if you want to make truce and and make things happen again, because it's the citizens that suffer. And I, I took that back when he not only apologized for the United States, but gave them billions of dollars in order to, to apologize. And then as soon as he found out that Cubans tend to vote conservative, he cut them right back off. Wow. But for a minute there, I was excited, thinking, all right, we're going to be able to go to Cuba and we're going to stop having issues with an enemy that we've had for for 50 years for, for, in my opinion, no good reason. I know. It, it, It doesn't. There is no reason. It's like, why have we, why can we not get along with Cuba? I don't understand. I mean, honestly, it makes no sense. So, and yeah, I would love to be able to go down there. And we know, I mean, I know people, you know, that's over here now that's from Cuba and they're like, you know, it was, they said how awful it was living over there. You know, oh, and if you're a radical said, leftist, it's paradise. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I don't even know who is who like is running Cuba now. I have no idea. So, yeah. I guess it's the uh, same. I don't, I don't know who's who's the uh, the puppet master of Cuba. Yeah. But we um we know Trudeau is uh <laughs> sort of a family friend. Oh, he's <laughs> running again. Friend. He has a twenty seven percent approval rating. Even Brandon's approval rating is higher than Trudeau. I mean, honestly I don't Trudeau anybody how can I don't know how 100% of people cannot see his arrogance and just oh I mean he is really hard to stomach he is like a little spoiled brat and just so arrogant I just can't wait to see him knocked off his little pedestal, his pedestal well, I mean it to will me, be that's how liberals are though a great day yeah, yeah, but he's boy. He's he's like one of the top <laughs> as far as um, exuding those characteristics for sure. Well, but, we're we're, uh, we're I, down by quite a bit in, in the uh, us versus them as far as the globalists go. And if we don't make a move by 2025, it's done. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the the one thing, though, they better not, um, they need to remember is they have all of us to deal with. Oh, they I think that's kind of easy, though. No. They, you know, they have to understand that when a government, this government no longer represents the majority of the people of this country. And we way outnumber, you know, all of them. So, so let them come at us. They're going to be in for a rude awakening. That's for sure. Yeah, but like I said, though, it doesn't hurt enough yet. So it, it could hurt enough in 12 months. Maybe people will wake up when they realize that they, they don't have a U.S. dollar anymore and they have to use a digital currency and, and scan their wrist in order to buy and sell. Yeah. yeah. They'll wake up then, but that's late. That's too late. Once you got yeah. the, once you got a chip in your arm, it's too late then. Right. Right. I'm never going to have a chip in my arm. i got news for him. So, not going to happen. But just think, though, you have every country in the world, basically, whose, whose currency is about to, to go belly up. And what better way than to take all those countries whose economies bur- uh, belly up and have one global currency and say, that's it. We're not going to do this anymore. Everybody gets this global currency. Now stand in line and get your chip so you can have your your world money that has an expiry date on it. Yeah. I'll um, I'll get real skinny and start growing my own food. (laughs) Trying already, and I'll just I'll get really good at it by then (laughs) because there's just no way. There's no way. It's um, but you, but there's a lot of people. Yeah, they're not going to have that type of attitude, and you know, they're going to do exactly what you said. So I know I. Well, I I really don't think it's going to come to that, but it's definitely, definitely in the plans. So that's what they want striving for uh, we'll see but so the article on um, that you sent me are you going to talk about that oh at some point yeah Jeez, gross you know I am um, I literally the beyond meat thing I that when I heard it was several months ago that I heard that they found E. coli in the Beyond Meat products. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, how is, you know, that possible? And ever since I heard that, because they said it was because of the condition of, like, the plants where the stuff was being processed. And I haven't eaten it since. I just won't do it. Like, so nope. I I tried once the Impossible Burger, and I tried once the Beyond Burger because being a journalist, I figured I yeah. could try each of them once just to see what it's about. And right. neither one impressed me. No, I like 
I like the Beyond Burger, but you're right. None of them are that fantastic. I will tell you one that I do like, and I think it's literally just a blend of, like, their vegetables and grains and stuff, and that is um, Culver's has a veggie burger. Culver's, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they do. And I don't think they advertise it real, you know, big, but, but it's very good. I think it's great. It's got little chunks of veggies, and it's um, very tasty. So, but yeah, all this this highly processed stuff like the Beyond and Impossible and all those other, I mean, they're just, you know, there's, my friend and I were, you know, we're, today we actually looked at food trailers. Well, we're looking at cargo trailers because we're going to just buy like a new gutted one and and then, like, just build it out the way we want it for whatever food trailer what we decide to do. And there is a little vegan Cuban place in Miami. And I was looking at all their their products. And, you know, they're all, like, the, the soy protein-based stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going there. Because in in my mind and from what I've learned, the highly processed, isolated, approach, isolated proteins like that, they're not any healthier than, in my opinion, in the, than eating meat. I mean, I would literally, I think, rather see someone eat clean meat than these highly processed products like that. So, I don't know. I could be wrong, but... I don't mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I could get down with some grass-fed buffalo and, and be totally happy. So <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, the uh, thing is, is uh, if you're going to go for meats, you ha- you should go with the ones that are not as mass-produced because yeah, there's they, they don't churn them out because, oh, we, we have orders that are backlogged, and, and we got to hurry up and get as much of this out. It, it's... They get to generally yeah. live their lives. Yeah. I agree. So, but I, um, it was, it was kind of fun when we were looking at the trailers today. And I mean, I, unfortunately, I, um, I'm trying to, I keep, <laughs> I'm keeping myself. It's, it's one of those times where, you know, you where you feel like you could those feelings want to overwhelm you, and it's like, nope, <laughs> just stop, go away. I'm not going to let you overwhelm me. But I've just got some major changes coming, and it's just I've got to keep myself um, grounded because it's easy to get overwhelmed when you think about so everything. I, I'm, I'm skilled in cooking months. with jackfruit, if that helps. Oh, you know, actually, jackfruit. I like jackfruit, and that's literally just, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So there is a little vegan restaurant in Cape. He has a barbecue jackfruit sandwich. Right. It's delicious. It tastes just like barbecue. So how yeah, do you? Yeah, if you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. It's it's kind of easy. Yeah, no. So I'd love you to make know. your own barbecue sauce. And you okay. uh, you have to use the cans of, of young green jackfruit because you can't use the ones that are ripe in the stores. So you have oh, to get they, them before it's ripe. 
So you so buy canned cans. jackfruit? Yes. Canned jackfruit. Okay. Yeah, cans are for cooking. The stuff in the store is for just eating. Ah, okay. So canned jackfruit. Okay. And you just do you have to you just mix it and cook it? So I what I would do is if I'm doing barbecue jackfruit as an example, you take your crock pot and you uh like I for I don't know how many people you want to cook for, but I would say maybe two or three cans would feed one person. Okay. And uh, you create the barbecue sauce to your liking, season it up. You put it on high for an hour on the crock pot and then three hours on low. And then in four hours, you take two forks and you pull everything apart. And it, it, it has the texture and the look of pulled pork. So it's, so it's got like it's a harder texture before it's cooked? Yes. Oh, okay. So one hour at high. And you said two hours or three hours on low? Three hours on low on the crock pot. Three, wow. So it cooks for okay. four hours total. Hmm. You know, I could actually try some Cuban seasoning in that too and see how that would taste. Hmm. Yeah, you just have to have some kind of sauce because uh, it, it, okay. it's jackfruit, but it, it's it's dry unless you have something in it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to try that because... Yeah, because they make, um, you know, they have the barbecue jackfruit, and then they do the slaw on top of it, and it's just, it's really, really good. You, you might be able to do like lime juice and cilantro, and and uh, and have it more Latin flavored, maybe. Well, yeah, I could do the um, the mojo sauce. You there know, you they go. Have I haven't that. tried that before. I'm sure that's good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds delicious. I haven't made it yet either, but I've looked up the recipe and everything that goes in it, it it sounds really, really good. So I could definitely try that. That's that is a great idea. So I have to look at doing that. But now I've been there's a a guy that uh Green Joe's coffee and he's he used to be a paramedic and he got he said he got burnt out on being a paramedic and he just he said I couldn't see you know, continuing it, the hours and stuff, it was driving him crazy. So he didn't know, he said he didn't know anything about coffee or anything. But anyway, he ended up opening, buying an old vintage camper. Then he showed the pictures, it's so cute. And redoing it himself and turned it into a coffee trailer. He literally made $117,000 his first year. And he said, when I realized how much money I was making, he said, I said, well, I can quit my other job. I'm just going to do this full time. So now he has like several of them and he's been doing it for years. So he's got a, you know, one of those masters, master classes. Okay. And he said that he can teach you anything, you know, for he, he, you can do it for like $600 and, and do it in three months and pay $200 a month. So, and supposedly he teaches you that everything, you know, on how to buy the trailer, how to build it out, where to get the products, all the codes. Basically, he said he covers everything that you would need to know how to do it. So, I think it might be worth the money. I think my friend and I are going to split it. And um, 
and do that. I've never done one of those master classes, but have you ever done one? No, I was thinking about hosting one, though, but I, I never did. Oh. oh, well, you should. No, that's a great idea. So, but I don't know. I just, I think it might be a good idea. It might be a well-spent $300. So, not for sure, but hopefully this is going to get me in the right direction finally. I mean, it's something that's always, you know, pulled at me. Always wanted to do it, so so we'll see. We will see, and he he did. I was trying to figure out, you know, if it's a food truck or the trailer was better, and he he said, in his opinion, he said, you know, as far as the food trucks, and I think we might have talked about this before, if the truck breaks down, you know, you can't work. Your your truck trailer, you're you're going to be shut down that day until you get your truck fixed. Yeah. But he said on a trailer, he said, even the truck that's pulling the trailer, he said, if that truck were to break down, guess what? He said, go rent a freaking truck, and you can still pull it. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, you know? So, and he said a lot of these venues nowadays like the look of the trailers, especially the vintage campers that have been turned into one. But he just said you have to be really cautious about buying an old vintage camper because he said sometimes they're, you know, they're a mess. He said they can be full of rust. They can have water damage, mold. And and he said a lot of times they're not, they can't handle the weight. So a lot to learn. But we'll see. I just like the idea uh, of knowing, you know, I don't mind to cook. It's fun for me. And and we're going to start out very small, but the fact that I can will have freedom to like travel with it and not just be stuck in a freaking brick and mortar, you know, and have to expect one town to support you and come to you. It's like nope, <laughs> we'll go to certain venues in certain places and see how it works. And if they don't work, guess what? We'll go somewhere else. So. It's um it's it's kind of sad because people I don't feel that people I feel like there's just a handful of us that truly support small businesses small local businesses I still feel like the majority of people just don't give a crap so I don't know what do you think about the idea of getting a truck no about people um supporting small businesses these days i just i just don't feel like i just feel like there's only a handful that do it well i've heard people say that if that if that restaurant was good they'd have more than one location oh <laughs> oh geez wow that's why mcdonald's is good because they have thousands of locations <laughs> they have, oh my gosh not that I would equate that with good, but that, that's the way some yeah. people think. I, I, that doesn't shock me. That doesn't shock me at all. I, that, I can see people thinking that way. Good grief. Uh, have, um, I, I don't know, these days. There's just, uh, 
values have just, I guess, gone up with the rockets in space and not came, you know, not came back. Well, it's it's more about but, being liberal. <laughs> true, true. I just, I would really like to know, I wish I could know the percentage of people in this country who are liberal versus. But, you know, and I hate saying the word liberal because, to me, those, the people we're talking about that, you know, as liberal, they're not really the definition of liberal, you know? Because the true definition of a liberal doesn't, it's not somebody that wants to control other people. It's all about being able to live, you know, in the way that you choose without having people hovering over you saying, no, you need to do it this way. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that. So it just, it's just all, it's, it's so backwards. So backwards. But oh, I'm still thirsty, probably because of the heat. So flipping cold here. You guys, have you guys had a cold spell out there? Uh, yeah, I, I think I woke up. It was 39 degrees this morning. Oh, yeah, so cold. Yeah, that's my gosh. Doesn't I guess it warms up quite a bit during the day though, right out there? I think it was like 62 as a high today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Because now it was 37 degrees and then it was 82 for a high. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Goodness. But do most do you, but most of your plants, um, they survive with the cold nights. Uh, I have I have grow lights outside when it when it looks like it's going to be below 35. Oh, okay. So you do kind of warm them up a bit. Yeah. Gosh, I still have so much to learn about that, and I want to learn so much more. I love growing things. I would absolutely. I could. Uh, I would love having a job doing that. But. Not going to pay the bills right now. So, but I just, no, I decided that I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing $2,500 a month away, you know? That's that's $2,500 more I can have in my pocket if I close the brick and mortar. So, it's, um... You know, people prefer to shop online nowadays anyway. So I'm just going to have to put all the jewelry online. It's going to be monotonous taking pictures of all those little pieces. But Mm. I think that's going to be the best way to go and then focus on this other journey. Try to get it going. Everybody has to eat. (laughs) No, I I feel the same way about... Yeah. Uh, all these baseball cards that sit in my house that I, if I, I'm not, I'm not asking to have the extra time necessarily, but 
I don't have the, I wish I had the time to, uh, to take all the pictures and post them up and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's very time consuming because, you know, taking the pictures isn't necessarily too bad. You can take all the pictures pretty quickly, but, but when you have to then sit down and, and then take the pictures and then take all the details aside and, oh, I mean, it just, yeah, you can only do so many. And then it's like, oh, but we're going to give it a try. Give it a try. And I just, you know, I had um, I had a guy tell me today that he said he had a food truck and he said like Sturgis. He said, if you went to Sturgis, he said, literally the cheapest, cheapest entree you can get at Sturgis, he said, is a little thing of, like, nachos. It's $15. And I'm like, that's crazy. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to take advantage of people and overcharge them. That I'm not going to do. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking the fact that when you have a food trailer or truck, I don't think you're going to have as much, you're not going to have near as much overhead. You know, you're not going to have, you have to pay waiters um, and waitresses and so forth. So I would think that you could offer better prices. I mean, well, I might be The food trucks out here are more expensive than, than restaurants. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll have to come out there and give them a run for their money. <laughs> Gosh, I don't understand that. I mean, I, you know, I want to make a decent amount of money to be able to pay bills and stuff and have a little extra, but but I don't, I don't get that. I just, I hate when people take advantage of people. Don't like it a bit. That's why I was just, you know, I was thinking of, um, doctors these days and it's like you know I don't the education I said I don't know that they're educated so much anymore as they are brainwashed and just bought I really don't so it's a sad sad time but I am I'm grateful to have the knowledge I have. I mean, you too. Obviously, you know how to take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. So, I was just glad the family member today called me and asked about that shot and didn't just take it. Jeez. So. Yeah, most people just take it. Yeah, and I, I got news. For any of these doctors that any of my family members go to, if they somehow talk them into doing one of these stupid things and something happens to them, boy, they better believe that <laughs> I am going to be coming after them. No doubt. Because I just, um, you know, I keep track of everybody's health and what's going on and, uh, 
I know there's been with that RSV they did in some of the trials that they did, you know, they were talking about people died with the encephalitis and stuff and which is typical of of injections, you know, those poisons, yeah. Inflaming the brain, imagine that. So I sent you the wrong broccoli man, didn't I, today? Oh, did you? Um, yeah. I've got broccoli man. Yeah, we don't we, we aren't doing millennials today. We're doing we're doing the <laughs> hold on. Shut that off. All right, hold on. Yeah, we have a, a wiretap today. Broccoli man battles with wiretaps? Yeah. Okay. That's what I got up. Oh, you have it already? Okay, that was fast. I, I, I was just thinking probably play that soon. Yeah, no, I have it. Okay. I got it. Okay, then just give me a moment here to uh, get my screen ready. Okay. So, I'm trying to figure out, have you heard anything about Frouchy lately? About what? Frouchy? <laughs> Fauci? You mean Dr. Froddy? No. Froddy? Interesting. I wonder where he's hiding out. No, well, they're still trying to sell Kobe's. So, he must be doing okay. Hmm. All right, so let me go ahead and get the the wiretap ready to go here. This is uh, battles with the wiretap. So if you're ready, I'll count down. Okay. So action. I can't believe it is almost the end of the year already. Now we will be hit with all kinds of political ads. I guess we will see if Brandon even makes a commercial. The 1% probably feel like the public will put up with their rigged elections again. The globalists feel like they are so close to ruling the entire world. This next year they are going to pull out anything and everything to send the world into chaos. There is no way they will let Trump or any truth-telling conservative anywhere close to being president this time. They are one globalist puppet away from forcing the public into requiring microchips and taking everyone's private property from them. Everyone that votes Democrat somehow does not see it. That is what we are up against. There is no way in the world you will get me to say whatever hibby hibby thing and insert a microchip in my arm. Globalist can shove his microchips up his. Don't worry, green dude. I am here for the purpose of proving a lies maker freed in microchips, sir. Do what? You said he'll be heavy. Now just complete the sentence by saying insert my chippy. I am authorized to provide said freedom microchip in your wrist. You will be not inserting anything in my wrist. That is not the correct sentence, sir. 
It needs to be inserted my chippy. Then I shall have authorization to procure this Lysnaker Freedom microchip on your person. Then you will live the rest of your life knowing you are compliant with the New World Order, sir. How about leave me alone or I will shove your pocket full of microchips up yours. <laughs> that tears it green dude. Just for that poor choice of words as that my ear canal said to hear, I am required to run my hands through your long flowing mane. By the way green dude, I am going to need you to tell us your pronouns. My pronouns. My pronouns are. And slash. You. Now get off my property. You think this is funny, huh green dude? Just for that offensive outburst you are now going to go to battle against me sir. Oh okay. Fine. Which martial arts did you want to fight in? Martial arts? No not that sir. We are finna has a battle, sir. A rap battle. Oh wow. You can't be serious. Oh how I can be serious sir. If I defeat you sir, I shall receive all of your articles of clothing. Plus I get to finally take a picture of your kumquats and your ice cream cone. So, do you have any lyrics green dude? No I don't have any lyrics. Then I shall win this rap battle in record time then sir. As I am beating you so you can place your blouse, your dungarees, and your underoos right here next to my person. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up, punk, you better back up. Cause I got lyrics, but you ain't got none. If you come to battle, bring a shotgun. That's cool rep sir. And you had to use lyrics from House of Pain? Precisely sir. But you said you does not have any lyrics sir. Okay let me get involved here. Go away punk. Your ideas are bunk. Quit working for G-Lobalist and trying to touch my junk. You are a globalist tool. A downright fool. You need to be arrested because you think diddling kids are cool. Not funny green dude. Now get in my 1993 Geo Metro and you can tell G-Lobalist how you just disrespected our crime syndicate. You globalists lose. Stop drinking booze. Stop telling fake news and putting drag shows on Blue's Clues. <laughs> Okay sir, that is enough. Please do allow me to place my blouse and my uniform next to your person and then you may inspect me in case I have any extra meat products inside my junk. No thank you. <laughs> I just want you to go away so I can enjoy my day off before catch child traffickers tomorrow. You need to listen to Mr. Mercus sir. He says the border is the most secure it has ever been. He said the only reason it is not even more secure is because of Donald Trump. If that is so, 
Then why did Brandon not finish building the wall? All the pieces were there and instead he sold off the pieces. Now we have over 10,000 people every day getting in. Large cities in Texas are being built of nothing but illegals. But of course sir, we need them for replacement migration sir. We need to eradicate Americans and bring in everyone from everywhere else so we can take down America under the global government sir. All the universities are cranking out nothing but Marxist communist students that believe that they should eat bugs and owns nothing. They will not fight back when we take it all green dude. There's something duck ass don't know what thumbs are asking for, sir. We play for keeps here green dude. You heard that globalist toolbag. They play for keeps. Get educated now or you will not have a future. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to learn about. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Also go to the freedomizerradio.com website and check out the schedule to find all the other shows on show on Freedomizer Radio. Whomever chooses to go against us globalists will be dealt with immediately. Expect us to take it to a FEMA camp. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. We forbid you from listening to the Proof Negative radio show. If you listen to Proof Negative, it hurts a crime syndicate. You all need to go out and get your COVID boosters immediately and then get a Lysnik a Freedom Microchip. And whatever you do, do not under any circumstance question January 6th. Now if you will excuse me, I have to check this green dude's kumquats and ice cream cone. He might be hiding an AK-47 a hand grenade, or maybe some carbon credits inside his junk. If you pay attention to us, we can continue to enjoy our cheese pizzas and hot dog napkins. Okay that's enough wiretap, let's bring you to jail. Then we can work on exposing how the feds and police staged January 6th. You buy his niche, sir. All right. That was that was this week's episode. Yeah, no, that was good. That's especially bringing up the the thing about the pronouns. I mean, <laughs> did you hear uh, about the Biden administration telling them that? To make sure, I mean, this is just an a you know a distraction, but they were like, make sure for all the illegal migrants coming in that you use the correct pronouns. You know, don't be don't be calling them, you know, he or she or whatever. You know, you got to use the the correct pronouns. You don't want to offend them. Thinking really, yeah, you don't want to offend MS13 by calling <laughs> someone a sir. I mean, it's just really, that, that is just so beyond ridiculous. Uh, I refuse still. I'm sorry. I, I refuse. I'm not going to use pronouns. So sorry, guys. It's 
for all of you that want me to use pronouns. Yeah, my, my mom over the weekend showed my daughter's uh, Instagram to me, and she had her pronouns up there. I, I was, uh, yeah, well, they don't talk to me, really, so oh. I, I just I just can't believe that that's, that's what I have to work with. I know. I know. Me too. Yeah, I'm not coddling. I'm not. I'm not coddling these people. I'm sorry. I'm not playing this game. I mean, it's just ridiculous with with all the things, the truly horrible things that go on in this world. I'm sorry, but worrying about hurting your little sensitive feelings. There's way more important things for me to be focused on. I'm sorry. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, not but when you have happen. the youth, that, that that's their main focus. Yeah, is, I know. Uh, they don't have anything to live for. I, I hate saying it that way, but they're not working towards really a, a career for the most part. They're, they're just going to be in some dead-end drone job for years. Bad. They're 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 not buying a house. They're not buying a car. They don't. I, I hate saying it that way, but they don't have much to live for at this time. No, and they're and you know they're and that the problem is, and then when these kids get into college, they are immediately thrown into being brainwashed by messages from the university, and then. And then whatever they're seeing on TV. See, they you know, take advantage. Programmed. They take advantage of the kids have nothing to live for, so they give yeah. them something to to believe in because they don't have any beliefs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's sad. I mean, I I think I hope families, you know, turn this around and realize that this is what's wrong. I mean, until you put God, put source. Whoever you you know, whatever it is, who you believe in, what oh, what you call. Oh, I'm God. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I. I mean, that's that's what I have grown up with, and you know what? For some reason, I'm pretty grounded. You know, it's like you have to keep God in the families, and and people have to return to that. I mean, that's what's wrong. There is no. There's no values. There's no morals. There's nothing there. It's like there's no culture anymore. That's what the, you know. That's what they're saying about America. It's like we don't have a culture anymore. And in one, you don't have a culture. True. You don't have a country, which is what they want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's um, that's that's the only way they're going to fix this. The only way it's going to work. And it's, um, you know, I, I, it'd be scary probably to look at the percentage of young children that even know about that these days, you know? I mean, I know they've heard, you know, about God and stuff, but how many families, how many parents truly talk to their children about this? So... I don't know. I don't know. I know that, like, 
there are a lot of like, I guess the children that are brought up in, you know, religious-based schools are exposed to it. Um, but yeah, the ones in the public schools, I hope parents are making sure that they're exposed as well. So I think it definitely makes a difference. Uh, my girls both knock on wood. They're both good girls, and um, I they were brought up in a Catholic school. Not that I'm a big believer in that particular religion, but at the time it was the best school for them to to be in, and um, you know I was okay with basically the. Them learning about, I mean, the Catholic religion, I, I, you know, kind of talked to them a little bit about that and said, hey, you know, this is not just the only religion. And, and I said, you know, you don't have to go to a priest to talk to God. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to go to them to be forgiven. You can, you can just talk to him yourself. <laughs> so, but you just, to know these things, and I think I think a lot of them don't. So, but I think if you if you actually did some research, I think you would find out that the kids that are brought up with that in the household. I think they're going to be more stable, more grounded. I don't know. You know, I could be proven wrong, but I believe that that's the case. Well, if you don't believe in anything, then you you, see, I I guess, I, I hate saying it this way, but people that are happier have something to believe in. If you're, uh, part of what, if you're not happy, you have nothing that you believe in and everything is is wrong and everybody has to wallow in sadness like yourself because it's liberal. Yeah, yeah. Liberals can't be happy. Yeah, yeah. It's true. The only time liberals are happy way. is when they're taking your freedom away. Yeah. Yeah, when they're in control. It's all about that control. And they don't even know what they what they want control of. They just want the control. Yeah, I know. It is so weird how little you are. <laughs> you know? It's like, hi, hi, hi. I never thought in America you'd have people that talk about in, in college now that bin Laden and Hitler were ahead of their time and they were correct because they wanted to eradicate people. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, obviously the educational system has done a really poor job of, <laughs> of uh, educating these students on what those regimes really were about and what they did. I, I don't know. I mean, are they not covering that stuff anymore? I mean, how are they? I mean, I, when I learned about 
Hitler and the Holocaust when I was in high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's no flipping way I would ever have considered it okay. I mean, our teacher made sure. I mean, we saw the the, the images. Um, there were things he told us, things we saw that you just, you can't even imagine. I mean, I, I don't even want to say it on here. Some of the things that they did to like women and stuff. And it's just like, you know, I, I guess they just don't, they don't teach, they don't reveal that information anymore. Undoubtedly. No, instead, they'll, instead they'll have six week courses on how Trump is, is worse than, yeah. than Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, Pol Pot, Stalin and Lenin combined. Yeah. Because he you wants know, to I, take the power away from liberals. Yeah, people people are going to have to really honestly start um, educating their kids or themselves. So I think that's the only way that truth is going to reach them. For sure. So, and I... I wasn't, like I said, and I've told you this before, I wasn't a history buff. I bored me to death. But I I remember, though, when we were studying the Holocaust, I I was more interested in that. And I don't know why. Um, I guess maybe because I, I got how horrific of a time it was and how horrific of a you know just a moment in time that it truly was I mean I I guess that's what sparked my interest you know I guess when you get that and when you're when you're looking at the other parts of history of just you know the the wars like what's going on right now and stuff the political crap but you know, that, you know, Hitler, um, Idi Amin, you know, and you know what's funny is the Idi Amin thing, that, you know, that one was really horrific too. And I don't remember, I don't remember studying that in high school. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so, so, I don't know. I think there's not enough of the truth told in schools anymore. I mean, you, you didn't hear, we never heard about um, how the ugly side of Islam, like we know that there there's basically two different types of Muslims. You have your, your peaceful Muslims, and then you have, have the other side that's really ugly. And uh, let's call it the liberal, the liberal Muslims. <laughs> you have that side. And it's like, you know, people, and, and I didn't know this either until, you know, I had the, the friends from Iran. I didn't realize how ugly that that religion, or that that necessarily call it a religion, that cult or whatever you want to a terrorist organization, um, you know, 
they don't realize what goes on over there, too, on how they will behead you in the public square, you know. And I can't remember. I was just reading this today. I think in 2017, I was reading that there was like 250, 60 beheadings in that year. And, you know, and and I think probably the majority of them were women. And, you know, I don't think that they teach that. That truth isn't in in school. No, and you know? instead we have we have gays fighting for Hamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I my friend and I had this conversation today because yeah, we know some people that were talking about it and they're in that situation. They they believe they're gay. And they're talking about, yeah, how the, uh, you know, that the Palestinians and that would be okay with this thing. And it's like, yeah, no, not going to happen. And well, the response is, well, it's still better than Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess death is better than Trump. Uh, you know, many people, I guess. Yeah, you guys want to go kind have of useful your idiots are off. these people? Oh, yeah, not much use. That's for sure. I hate to, I hate to say that, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, talk about worthless eaters. You know, you hear that. I. It's like it's it's just like it's a parasite that's you know running that's that's just running rampant rampant in these people. I don't know, but I where was that? I was just looking at an article about I saw U.S. spends billions on overseas wars, but who really benefits? And the the White House says. Spending tens of billions on foreign wars benefits Americans. It's like, yeah, right. Well, it helps us lose weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know the term more money, more problems, so he's creating us less problems. Oh, jeez. But um, well, Robert Kennedy Jr. was one of them that disagrees, and he was saying that Creating jobs is a poor excuse for a foreign policy that wreaks mayhem on, around the world. He said, if we want to increase employment in good manufacturing and construction jobs, instead of making weapons, we should repair our infrastructure and manufacture oh. products that actually serve human well-being. That reminds me over the exactly. weekend, uh, speaking of Robert Kennedy, and I should show you some of these. So yeah. there's a push by the Democrats to uh, they they found a way to get the the uh, millennials and Generation Z to not like Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh no! They showed a picture of Robert Kennedy Jr. not wearing shoes, <laughs> and they talked about how gross he is. Are you serious? I'll show you. They think that that's gross. 
Yeah, and never mind Brandon's foreign policy and and the fact that gas has tripled. Robert F. Kennedy was seen in a picture without shoes on. I would think that that was would be cool. Uh, yeah, but if you're a Democrat, uh, you have to you're you're you get to wake up and and you're told what you you believe in after. So Ugh. that's how that works. Jeez. I don't think any Robert Kennedy fans or even Trump fans are are going to fall for that, but you never know with the the uh the younger crowd they they could they they could be influential by uh, influenced by anything. General Mark Milley, I mean is he still like I thought Millie retired or something. Did he? I thought he did. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what's Why? going on. Where, where are you seeing his name? Um, on the Epoch Times, but it's oh. on this article. But it's just it's saying that the picture. Well, it's saying it's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin testify before the House Armed Services Committee on Capitol Hill in Washington on April 5, 2022. The committee held a hearing on the Defense Department's fiscal year 2023 budget request. The committee held Oh. Maybe he is. So they're just saying that that's just a picture of him at the hearing. So I don't know. I don't know why they have that here. But... War. What a waste. What a waste. Oh. Unbelievable. People of this I'm world gonna, do not. I'm going to find you war. one of the many articles here. Where was? Let me get back. There was another. Not that one. It's there was an interesting picture on. Um, I was looking on Natural News, and that is Barbara Streisand. So it's a, an article titled "Fauci's Former." Top deputy caught deleting correspondence on COVID-19 origins. So this is probably why he resigned. Um, But, you know, Senator Ron Johnson has been at the forefront of the the COVID-19 scandal investigating the origins. And he said that he obtained an email from Dr. David Morin, the former top deputy and senior advisor to Dr. Anthony Fauci at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And he said Morin's admitted that he purposefully did not keep government records that would be sought out by congressional investigators and the public. So... He purposely destroyed documents related to the origins of SARS-CoV-2. 
that what's funny is in the picture with the article, it's got him and Barbara Streisand in the middle and Fauci on the other side of her. I'm like, why? Why is she in there? So, but he literally wrote to his colleagues in an official document saying, I have retained very few emails or documents on these matters and continue to request that correspondence on sensitive issues be sent to me at my Gmail address. Interesting. Wow. I mean, there's just so much crime going on. (laughs) Corrupt things with this whole whole agenda. Yeah, but you're not supposed to worry about that. You're supposed to be more focused on on Robert Kennedy (sighs) not wearing his shoes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm hard to distract. Sorry. It's going to take a lot more than that. No, I saw the picture. I know what you're talking about. Was it, was he on a, was that where he was on, was he on a boat? I don't know where he was, but it's not important. Uh, The important thing is who cares? (laughs) He said he's barefoot. So what? Uh, Well, that's why barefoot is legal exists, I guess, but. That's, that's awesome. I think it's that he was barefoot. So. Yeah, but. Most people will, uh, it's just another way to, to, they can't get them on tax returns, so they have to find something. Yeah, yeah. There was a really cute picture of him, of he and his wife. Um, she was cooking. I think she was probably making stuff for Thanksgiving, and, and he was, like, came up behind her and was hugging her and, you know, stuff that, it's just, it's so cute. I mean, they're adorable. So, I don't know. It's just, I love seeing normal people, you know? I mean, I know that they're, I don't know that a Kennedy can be truly a normal person with their history, but he really does act like a normal person. So, even though he's, Got the wealth and everything like that. He, um, I don't know. He's pretty grounded, I guess, because of what he's, you know, what he's gone through, what he's been through. So, I don't know. See, to but most yeah. people, it's not a big deal, but for some, that that would be permanent deal breakers. So they're just trying to, they're just trying to chip away at saying how how uh, Robert Kennedy is senile or, or something of that nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's compare Biden and Kennedy and see who's senile. Come on. <laughs> really. But, hey, Putin reportedly willing to end war with Ukraine. Sit down for peace talk. Yeah. Hmm. And they're winning. And it's not even close. Oh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's what I believe. I mean, I've never believed that the Ukraine was winning anything, honestly. 
And didn't I hear, did I just hear a thing about, um, they were putting an end to, was it Christianity or something over in Ukraine? Yeah. Yeah, he started, uh, he started arresting church pastors and stuff for being Catholic. Wow. And it, it, this it's is Zelensky doing it? Yes. Oh it's liberal, gosh. though, so it's okay. Jeez. Of all, it says 60% of Americans believe Joe Biden actively helped Hunter in his foreign business dealings. Okay, then let's see some flipping action. I mean, seriously. There's still such a... And this new Speaker of the House, he's been quiet again, hasn't he? I don't think I've heard anything out of him for a while. Who knows? They're probably going to fire him, too. Uh, have you have you yeah, heard I'm, anymore? I'm not, I'm not a fan or, or anti him. I, I need to see more. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. So I, at first, I kind of liked him, but, but then I don't know. So I don't. Maybe he's right when he said that they just didn't have enough, you know, enough proof. I don't know how they cannot have enough proof. Ugh. I mean, how can they not have enough proof? Yeah, that I can't tell you. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Who was the? The gay guy that went to when the train disaster happened up in Ohio. What is the guy's name? Is it start with a B? Um, what is his title? He went there finally. He's gay. Mm-hmm. And he went Buttigieg? there and he like, yes. Did you? So, is that um, the the former Democratic mayor that sentenced? Wasn't he the one that said that he was his mentor? I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. So the gay former Democratic mayor sentenced to 150 years behind bars for 140 plus counts of child pornography. Well, only but it's okay because years. it's liberal. Oh. You know, they keep up with this kind of crap. And these children that have been harmed, when people like this, well, he's, he, he'll get taken care of in prison. So and let me, it, it uh, let out me play lot. another clip here for you. Okay, so, sure. Uh, I, I wanted to just briefly go over this where I don't know if you heard about the voting machines in Georgia, but they were ruled unconstitutional uh, because of the, the, the fraud in the voting machines. But they're, they're still allowing the case to go on where those machines weren't tainted. So the liberal hive mind has something on that, so I'm just going to let that play real quick here. Okay. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. Let's start off this video in arguably the perfect way. It's more of a reaction. I read the headline this morning that I'm about to present to you guys, and my reaction was, uh, based? You know, something to that effect. It's hard to act it again. I'm not exactly George frickin' Clooney. So excuse me if it was a little bit cringe, but you pretty much get the idea. Holy what? I was not expecting to read this this morning. That's, whoa. I never expected the court systems or any judge, especially not an Obama-appointed judge, to be so incredibly based. But it happened. Folks, I'm just going to say it. Here's the context of this video. An Obama-appointed federal judge just issued a ruling in the state of Georgia that supposedly electronic voting machines should be deemed unsafe, unconstitutional, and should be banned in all state elections in favor for hand-marked paper ballots. Oh my lord, leftoids have been calling us conspiracy theorists, wackos, extremists, blah blah blah, every frickin' name in the book for even suggesting this, or suggesting anything even remotely close to this. And once again, it seems as though we were right, they were wrong, and we got the receipts to frickin' prove it. Alright folks, so before we get into the content, this video is brought to you guys by a long sponsor of this channel, our great friends at American Hartford Gold. This video is brought to you guys by our great friends at American Hartford Gold. Folks, we're living through the age of fiat currency, but pretty soon we're going to completely transition away from paper money into a full digital dollar world, the central bank digital currency. In other words, the Fed is going to have total administrative control on every dollar in the economy and everybody's bank account. As we inevitably march into that system, there's only one way to protect yourself, or at least hedge a little, and that's by owning precious metals, gold and silver. That's where American Hartford Gold comes in, the highest rated gold company in the U.S., with thousands upon thousands of five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. With one phone call, they could deliver physical gold and silver straight to your doorstep or directly into your IRA or 401k. And best of all, on top of how easy it is, American Hartford Gold is currently running a promotion where you could get up to $5,000 of free silver on qualifying orders. One phone call or text message away, all you got to do is call 844-440-1005 or text HiveMind, one word, to 65532. That's HiveMind, one word, to 65532. A huge thank you to American Hartford Gold. Now back to the video. All right, folks, so this has to be one of the best headlines I've presented, arguably ever, definitely this year. Mike Lindell cheers judges' historic ruling as vindication. Let's take a look at what they had to say. There's going to be a little bit of reading here. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell is celebrating last week's ruling on Georgia's voting machines as vindication, countering critics who say that he is a conspiracy theorist for promoting claims about election fraud. Historical ruling by judge. Lindell wrote on X, formerly Twitter, on Thursday, anyone questioning elections or election machines are not conspiracy theorists. Newsweek reached out to Lindell via email for comments. U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg issued a 135-page ruling last Friday in the long-running lawsuit seeking to rid Georgia of its electronic voting machines in favor of hand-marked paper ballots. The lawsuit filed by individual voters and election security advocacy group, the Coalition for Good Governance, argues that the machine's cybersecurity flaws violate the constitutional rights of voters to cast their votes and have those votes accurately counted. In a footnote of the ruling, Totenberg said that the evidence in the case does not suggest that the plaintiffs are conspiracy theorists of any variety. Indeed, some of the nation's leading cybersecurity experts and computer scientists have provided testimony and affidavits on behalf of plaintiffs' case in the long course of 
of this litigation, she wrote. Asked about Lindell's response to her order, Totenberg declined Newsweek's request for comment. Georgia's electronic voting system, which was purchased from Dominion Voting Systems in 2019 and implemented statewide in 2020, has been the subject of various conspiracy theories, including some that claim that the machines helped President Joe Biden the presidential election from former President Donald Trump. Lindell is among one of those most vocal proponents of these claims. The MyPillow CEO is facing a number of defamation lawsuits from Dominion and Smartmatic for his comments claiming that their machines led to voter fraud. Dominion sued Lindell and his company in 2021 for $1.3 billion. Lindell has refused to settle even though the challenges have financially drained him and forced his attorneys to quit because of millions in unpaid legal fees. Lindell is currently raising money for the Lindell Offense Fund to help pay his legal bills, who was appointed by former President Barack Obama, denied the state's request to rule without a trial just based on the arguments and the facts of the case. The judge found there to be material facts in dispute that must be decided at a bench trial, which she set to begin in January 9th of 2024. The court cannot wave a magic wand in this case to address the very challenges to our democracy and election systems in recent years, including those presented in this case, she wrote. But reasonable, timely discussion and compromise in this case coupled with prompt, informed legislative action might certainly make a difference that benefits the parties and the public. Now, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit because, of course, the case is still going on, but it does seem as though at least it's moving in the right direction. The Voter Integrity Advocacy Group has essentially been vindicated in their claim that they are, quote, not conspiracy theorists. These challenges or people who are challenging voting machines are not conspiracy theorists. That is a quote from the judge, and the case will move forward despite the state's efforts to have it thrown out and dismissed because she stated that there is legitimate evidence based on testimony from cybersecurity experts that these machines can in fact be compromised and that they possibly infringe on voters' constitutional rights. This is the right decision, it's headed to trial, and it's likely to end in voting machines possibly being banned in the state. And you know, Democrats Democrats are going to throw a freaking hissy fit, but you know what's funny? Let's just remain ideologically consistent here. Democrats, at least, you know, roughly 10 years ago, were the ones advocating for voting machines being banned because supposedly they, quote, aren't safe or they're vulnerable. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and... These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. She held a demonstration for my colleagues where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Oh, it's funny how that shifted all of a sudden in 2019 when states across the board changed their voting systems, you know, engaging this mail-in ballot scheme, followed up by pretty much every single swing state purchasing droves and droves of Dominion voting machines. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that they had such a change of heart in one of the most consequential elections of all time where Honald Glorf had to be stopped at any and all costs. Give me a freaking break. You know, we're not talking about voting for what movie we're going to watch this weekend with the crew. We're talking about a Democrat election, the will of the American electorate, the biggest election, the most important and consequential election in the world. 
who gets to be president? Who gets to represent one of the most populous countries, the richest country on earth, and the world's democratic leader? That's what we're talking about. And so the question is, why the hell would anybody ever consider voting machines, digital voting in general, or mass mail-in ballots? It makes absolutely no sense. There's too much on the line. The consequences are too grave. There is only one legitimate, logical path here. And folks, that path is very clearly hand-marked paper ballots. You show up to vote, you show your ID, you prove exactly who it is you are, you prove that you live there, that you're a resident, you're registered to vote, if that's required, and then you vote on a paper ballot that hopefully is watermarked, that has some sort of traceable chain of custody. You vote, you pop it in the box, nobody ever touched, nobody ever influenced you, the vote is then counted by hand, and then a tally is reached. That is the only way to conduct a proper election, even in the digital age. Until we get to a point where there's some sort of decentralized system and there's perfect digital tracing ability and we know we can trace every one vote to every one person and it's provable, it's fully auditable, until we get to a point where that's the system, it has to be paper ballots. It has to be a system that is trustworthy, that is unimpeachable, and paper ballots is that only system. And it seems as though in Georgia, even a Democrat judge is coming to that conclusion. That's an absolutely beautiful thing to see. That's a thing to celebrate. And that's exactly what we're doing. That's pretty much the point of this video. That's also what I got for you guys. So if you enjoyed this video, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching, friends, and I'll see you on the next one. I think you'd appreciate that. So I, and I agree. I mean, you know, and and where I vote, literally, that's what we do. We still do the paper ballot. You know, and, and we don't seem to ever have an issue here. So you go in there and you have to show them your ID. You know, and I think that's the way it needs to be done. Well, I just I mean, think that if you, if you want to win an election, you have to be the better candidate. You just can't rig everything in your favor. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it, it just, why is anybody going to complain about that being a procedure that has to happen? I mean, we know why. Because you might lose, that's why. Yeah. Because a lot of people that follow you, uh, a lot of them probably don't even have their flipping IDs. But anyway, so up-to-date ones anyway. I am I'm trying to figure out. So remember the um, Hokel, I think Hokel is how you say her yes. name. Uh-huh. Remember the the rules she had about the the isolation and quarantine procedures that allowed government in New York to force residents into quarantine at any time for any reason. Oh yeah, the the court there just uh, just sided with her. That's what I started to say. That's what this means. Holy right. cow! I don't know why people are <laughs> still there, but they're liberal though, so it's okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Goes against against the Constitution in such a huge way. I'm like, how? They can mm. Oh, boy. This is crazy. 
Hey, something else came up over the past few days that I wanted to get your opinion on. What? And I don't know how I feel about this. So there's a basketball player in the NBA named Josh Giddy. He is 22 years old, I believe. Okay. And he's dating a 17-year-old. Oh, boy. So uh, there's talk about how he's going to be investigated. But here's the issue, and this is where it gets complicated. So he lives in Australia. He's an Australian resident, and Australia's minimum age is 16. Ah. And in Oklahoma, where he plays and where he has his his home and his girlfriend, their right to consent is at age 16. So he's 22 and she's 17. So is it under 18? Yes. But if his country and his state that he lives in if it's legal, I mean, it might not be ethical for us because we, we grew up being 18 and over. But right. if that's the laws of the land, I don't know really if you can do anything about that. Yeah, that's a tricky situation. I remember I was in high school, and I remember one of my dear friends was dating, and, uh, you know, older than what was considered acceptable among most of our parents and I don't know I think you almost have to look at that situation on a individual basis to where you almost it almost has to be between the parents you know I think the parents should have a say in that um even though the state may have a more lenient rule, I I believe still that the parents should have the final say in that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I would want well, some my... Some people are calling for him to be arrested, and I, I, while it well, might not be ethically something I would approve of, but... Yeah. My thing is, is that if it's legal as far as the numbers go, um, I, 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 I'm not approving it, but I can't say it's illegal. Yeah, I started to say no. I, I don't. I think it's a little ridiculous calling for his arrest. Um, and I don't want know, him to how... be suspended for the rest of his life from the basketball game that he's good at. I mean, is is that going to keep him away from the girl? No. I mean, what, you know, what's the, yeah, what's the motive in that? So, I mean, unfortunately, in in two years, she will be 18. He'll be 24. Well, and then it, it, the, uh, the ages fine. are 22 and 17 right now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in a year, uh you know, a five-year gap is, I'm sorry, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, if it was my daughter, um, 17, uh, I don't know. 
you know, I'd had to have a probably a long talk with both of them. Yeah, because I'm 51 and my wife is 47. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I I think that's a little bit, you know. Gray area? (laughs) Yeah, if the the person was, if the girl was like 14 or 15, I would say. uh, Exactly. You know, but she's she's 17? Yeah. Yeah. I think if the parents are okay with it, if, if this is a legit relationship if he really cares about her you know if it's ah, I don't know yeah I'm not well, that even if the parents said no then they just stop dating I, I if I was the, yeah. the parent I, I would yeah. uh, I don't want the guy to get arrested for no. for trying to date the girl exactly exactly so I I mean I wonder where she met him My guess is probably at a basketball game, but that's just me. So. I don't know their background. I just know, I just know the ages and it became a big story around Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like I said, you know, we got to pick our battles. Well, and he said he just has a, he has one girlfriend as opposed to somebody like an R. Kelly type that has just 14-year-olds coming out of everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that's a little bit different as well. Yeah, I think, no, I this is not a battle I would pick. I think that that is not something that people need to have their noses stuck into that business. Like there's I mean. a baseball player named Wander Franco who uh, – Everybody thought he was going to be the next big star, and he's like 21 years old. And uh, he got caught with multiple girls under the age of 16. Not just one, but multiple. Oh, my God. See, that's that's what we call a predator. Yes, exactly. Not not a 17-year-old, necessarily, that is not out there just... Uh, just being reckless. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, if, if it's a legit relationship, I, I think it's fine. So, I mean, look at freaking, yeah, I mean, seriously, we're going to, people are wasting their time on this. Look at that, uh, what is um, his name? P. Diddy. Uh, he's yeah. had several names. Did you see him in the news lately? What he supposedly did to, um, what was his, was it his wife? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a P. Diddy fan or whatever his name is now. He supposedly, he just had to pay her. She took him to court. And they've been together for, I think, years. And she took him to court because he had, I think, abused, abused her. And then she spoke of things P. Diddy arrested. She spoke of things that he made her do. I had no idea. Sean Combs. Yeah. I had no idea that that he was like that. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, there it is. Sean Combs. Let me get to it. Accused by Cassie of rape and years of abuse. 
imagine that. So, oh, New York Times. No, I'm not going to pay you to read your freaking article. <laughs> I yeah. understand. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay to read the New York Slimes. No, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know they were calling. He's a pervert too, big time. If I mean, if everything she's saying is true, mm-hmm. he's a sicko. So I just, I, I will never watch him again. So he is um, accused of sexual assault and revenge porn. Jeez. Mm. You just, you just, <laughs> you just never know. There are so many flipping predators and just perverted guys out there. It just is. Oh. <sighs> if only. If only there was something that could reveal who they were. <laughs> you know? Where we, well, not everybody could be the wiretap. No. <laughs> That's a predator. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I, I'm I'm like broccoli man. We need to have a broccoli woman. <laughs> I feel the same. So I feel the same. Hmm. I'm surprised I'm not yawning more than I am. It's cold, but today I was just like, it was so flipping cold, and then it got dark on us. I had, I've had a long day. We had, I had to leave this morning and go drive an hour to get some jewelry. Um, repaired and then just got back 30 so and I have to drive on curvy country roads so I'm used to it I grew up grew up on them but but I um, drive that far because there's a guy from one of the towns you know I grew up in and he's very good at jewelry repair. And he is so much more reasonable than all these local viewers around here. I mean, that's crazy. The amount of money they want to charge for things. So, like I said, I, I am very much against taking advantage of situations. And he does not do that. He's so fair. Oh, goodness. Now I'm going to start yawning. So let's get another clip here. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know if you yeah, know this or not, but what? there's a lot more conservatives in California than, than what you'd expect. Really? Well, I mean, I do know some, yeah. Well, Actually. it's a large state. It's a large yeah. state, so... When you have two million conservatives vote for Trump in 2020, but there's five million Brandon votes, that's still two million votes. Yeah. 
So those two million votes, that that's more than than many states' voting records. Hmm. Interesting. So I want to break this down a little bit here. So let's have the liberal hive mind share that. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. Guess what I got today? I'm pretty sure every single one of you know exactly what I'm about to say, because I've said it before, and most likely, or very likely, I'll be saying it again. Good freaking news, everyone. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. I got some more pro-Trump anti-communist revolutionary news more stacking victory every single day i mean the wins the w's keep stacking like a stack of freaking pancakes now all we're missing is the dash of syrup and cherry on top at the end here that of course would be the beautiful culmination of a trump resurgence in 2024 well folks every single day that passes by the more convinced i am that it is happening it seems as though it's borderline inevitable at this point we've covered the trump surge across the board But one place where I wasn't expecting to cover a Trump surge is in Democrat strongholds, New York and California. Yep, you heard me right. That's not fake news. Trump is surging across the board, even in deep blue Democrat strongholds. I'm just going to leave it at that. We got some stuff to get into. So let's roll the tape. All right, friends. So let's do what we normally do. Let's compare and contrast. We've got some numbers coming out here. Here's a head-to-head matchup in California, 2024 general election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Joe Biden currently holding 50% in a one-on-one matchup with Trump at 37. That's a 13-point lead. You might be asking, well, how is that a good thing? Well, very simply, because if we take a look at the 2020 presidential election in the state of California, Joe Biden won by nearly 30 points. Look at the numbers here. He had basically double Donald Trump's votes at 11.1 million to 6 million for Trump. That's a 30-point lead. Well, apparently that 30-point lead has shrunk to now a 13-point lead. Joe Biden theoretically down 15 points while Trump gains a couple. You know, I keep calling it the Trump surge, but, you know, as I've said in many of my videos, it feels more like the Biden bundle, like the Biden tank. The guy is down possibly, hypothetically based on one poll, nearly 15 percentage points in the state of California. That is freaking huge. And it doesn't end there, because here we have the state of New York. I mean, we're going from Democrat stronghold to Democrat stronghold. These are places where the Democrat candidate, especially in a general election season, is expected to win by at least a 20-point margin, at least, and arguably close to 30. But look at the numbers. New York's a place that's been really astonishing as of late. Joe Biden's at 46%, and Trump is at 36%, meaning Joe Biden is leading in the state of New York based on Siena research data, and this is only with registered voters, by a measly 10 points. Let's do what we did for the last one. 2020 United States presidential election in the state of New York. Joe Biden won by 23 points. Supposedly, that lead is cut in half, slashed in frickin' half by more than half as Joe Biden leads by a measly 10. This is a buildup off of what we saw in the 2022 election. Folks, without New York State, Republicans wouldn't be in the position that they are in, currently controlling the House at least not to the extent that they are. If it wasn't for a couple New York districts, New York state districts, flipping red in the previous midterm election, we'd be living through a very different current political reality. But New York, of all places, is shifting.
shifting. It shifted in the previous election, where even Lee Zeldin gave Governor Kathy Hochul a run for her money, and now it seems to be following that trend even in a presidential election. Usually there's going to be a difference. You could have a Democrat stronghold elect some Republicans, elect even a Republican governor, Republicans to school board positions and state attorney positions. You know, that's not exactly unheard of. Midterm elections tend to have quite different results, so we could have very easily went from 2016, where Republicans had a good election season and Democrats just couldn't get people to the ballots, a little one-off shift that didn't exactly translate into the next election, into the general election, the presidential election, but that's not what we're getting. It's not just a little outlier. It's not just a little shift that lasted one little midterm. It's a big, massive, building trend and threat to Democrat rule or reign in the Big Apple and in New York State. They are in trouble. Crime has gone through the roof, especially robberies and random assaults on the streets, things that affect actual civilians, like I keep saying in those videos where we cover New York crime and Eric Adams continues to point at shootings as if that's the only metric that matters. Now we have the immigration crisis, so we have a crime crisis, we have the immigration crisis, there's a tax collection crisis, as many of the state's wealthiest tax-paying citizens have fled to places like Miami and others. New York is facing a three-pronged crisis, all brought on by Democrat incompetence. Now the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, again, let's mention him again, his campaign is under criminal investigation. You know, it continues to pile on, and New York voters are looking around them, like frickin' John Travolta, wondering what the hell is going on. And it seems as though what's materializing, the kind of after-effect, is finally people asking themselves that very important question, why in the heck do we keep voting for Democrats even though things keep getting worse for us? Finally, people are asking themselves that question. And finally, people are finding the confidence, not scared, not being intimidated. And it seems the answer that people are saying to the question that is being asked is, well, maybe Donald Trump wasn't that bad. Maybe we should give him a shot again. Maybe we shouldn't just vote blue no matter who for decade upon decade expecting things to change, even though all we're doing is enabling this massive Democrat-controlled, corrupt oligarchy class to rule our city. It seems as though people are finally understanding the importance of a political pendulum. You can give Democrats power if Republicans are out of line, but once Democrats do the same, you gotta vote them out and shift it right back. It's that political pendulum phenomenon. We're never gonna live in a world where it's just pure Republican rule forever. I mean, that would be a nightmare. What would happen in a situation like that is the Republican Party would become all-powerful and unstoppable, and it would be the same thing if Democrats were elected every single year. And so it's kind of a required you know, cleansing process of the political system to shift from party to party. It's how you hold people accountable. Well, in Democrat cities for the past however many decades, there's been no accountability. There's never been a threat of Democrats losing their power in these cities. Now, it seems as though it's finally happening. And if you take a look at the history of voting patterns, I mean, California used to be a Republican state during the times of Reagan. Generally, what we end up seeing is red states eventually shift blue and blue states eventually shift red. You know, I guess you could argue Florida was kind of like a little bit of a, you know, blue state for a while there. It's gone totally red. Texas, in a way, is kind of shifting blue. I think that's happening. And now it's possible that we're seeing blue strongholds like New York and California slowly shifting red. Will they become red strongholds in the near future? Probably not. But it's likely that Republicans start to make gains in very important districts. It's likely Republicans start picking up more House seats. It's likely they regain the Senate. It's likely they make grounds down ballot thanks to these Democrat strongholds shifting 
over, and who knows, maybe one day, eventually, some of these blue states will be red. Maybe one day, the state of Virginia will become a red state. It seems as though that's probably happening. Maybe Nevada, maybe even Arizona. It's hard to say exactly, but it does seem as if there is a political shift happening. It's possible that it's just an anti-Biden thing, that people are just so sick of this old, decrepit, confused, dementia-patient old man. I'm sure that's probably the majority factor, but I highly doubt that's the only factor. People are coming to the realization that we can't just print money endlessly. We can't just, you know, mold our economic and public spending philosophy to just subsidize people's lives and of the poor people. That's not a legitimate political philosophy. That's simply a fast track towards bankruptcy. Seems as though people are realizing that maybe fiscal responsibility is important. Maybe borders are important. Maybe we should run our government like we run our home with basic common sense and, I don't know, a budget. I think it's happening. Everything seems to suggest that it's happening. I guess now it's just kind of a matter of time. Let's just let the phenomenon play out and let's see where it brings us. Right now, it seems as though the writing on the wall is the total, unmitigated collapse of the Democrat establishment. You know, maybe electing Joe Biden was a bad for a good. You know, I think that's the glass half full perspective that I applied to this ridiculous administration almost immediately. I've been saying that for the last two and a half years. Maybe Joe Biden getting elected is a good thing. Maybe it's going to be a little four-year blip where people are finally forced to take that red pill and maybe it's going to lead to a beautiful conservative age where we start to fall back on common sense principles and traditional values, maybe he's exactly what we needed, the catalyst, to start pushing that pendulum back in the other direction. That's the vibe that I'm getting, but of course we'll just have to see. That's what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching, friends, and I will see you on the next one. So, you want to share your thoughts on that? Well, um, I mean... The thing about Texas turning blue is, I mean, I know Austin, that city has kind of become the new, I guess, what do they say? It's the new San Francisco or something, but yeah. um, do you think that's turning blue because of all the illegal migrants that's moved in there? Uh, you have the illegals, and then you have the the people from California that... They, uh, they can't afford to live in California, so they moved to Texas. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, California, I'm not shocked. Though, those people, the, a lot of times, they don't change their voting habits. They they want to get out yeah. of the area that they're in because of the high taxes, but they they think that they can vote Democrats somewhere else. And expect and like different results. Said, like you said, until people are hurting more, until there's a much more drastic component in their lives that is making it, their lives very difficult, you know, very uncomfortable, they're not going to see, I guess, through this. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the the majority of people aren't affected by what's been happening. I mean, obviously, the the top whatever small percentage that's filthy rich and just gotten richer over these that last several years, you know. Um, which, uh, 
Which is why if they if they think that they're going to trot out Governor Gruesome, I, I, I don't think that that's going to resonate because what Governor Gruesome is is just a, a younger version of Brandon, and people are done with that. He doesn't oh, offer yeah. anything new. Right. Right. And oh my gosh, you talk about a flipping nightmare. I mean, look at what he's done to California. I mean, people have well, the liberals to know. Liberals think he... it's great, but the thing is, is that as much as liberals have all the media, they're not really the majority. They they're just the loudmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I sure hope that's the truth. No. I just can't believe that I... there would be that. Now, like I, I think they would come out from Big Mike. Because I that a lot of people do believe that Big Mike is a nice lady, but if they does not want the job, then they they, they can't they they can't force they to have the job that they don't want. Well, and and you know, is is she really gonna want to be? Um, oh, is she gonna want to have to deal with? With everything that's being said about him now, especially the, you know, the gay side of it and his extracurricular activities, is she really going to want to have to deal with that? And, you know, she's going to have to. If she accepts the nomination or whatever, she is going to have to address all that crap. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's going to want to do that. That no, I mean, that might they, be... they will end up exposing a lot more than what they would want to. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's probably another because at this point you can't say do it. it doesn't exist. No. Oh my gosh, no. Especially after yeah, the one guy being dead now. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, Who knows? Big Mike might be a nice lady. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of baggage. Not just a big package. I'm talking about a lot of baggage. (laughs) Very true. And I can't blame them one bit if they don't want the job because that's a lot of baggage to have to hold in for a bunch of years. Yeah, definitely is. So, so has has um, Hunter Biden? Did has he just gotten off scot free for everything? Pretty much. Uh, for now. Yeah. Ah, ay ay ay. And hey, have you watched any of the January sixth tapes that have been released? No. I haven't. No, all I know is that there's a lot of Fed action and a lot of police action. So it's it's revealing that it all was a big freaking lie. I think. Yeah, but they're still bringing people to court over it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Can go around destroying everybody else's homes, but. 
God forbid we go, you know, destroy the the house of the government. Give me a break. Yeah, but they can destroy all those thousands of families that went out there in support of their president. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, they're making a point, I guess. They're trying to turn them against Trump, you know. But that's the thing, though, that uh, I will say this again, that the the liberals, they they have the media and they have the youth, but they're not the majority. A majority of people do not believe that we need to have political enemies in this country, that you arrest your your political opponents. Right. People, the average person does not believe that when they wake up every single moment of every single day, that they have to think of racism and yeah. who they like and dislike. No, nobody, nobody's waking up saying, "Man, I can't to go. I can't wait to go hate some lesbians." No, nobody thinks yeah. that way. Exactly. It's it's like it's like yeah. Well, your day's coming if you don't you don't start believing like us soon. You know, we're gonna be knocking on your door next to arrest you for something so you know they're going to be knocking on my door and arresting me because I refuse to use the pronouns well, there's some <laughs> areas that want people back. arrested for not using pronouns I mean well I shoot I mean I thought it, there were some countries where they were like literally making that illegal I don't know that's maybe that's gone by the wayside now but I'm pretty sure they were talking about it at some point. So I got a question. So this is off the subject, but so herbicide exposure has been linked to ALS, okay, which that doesn't surprise me. Lou Gehrig's disease, right. Yeah. So, but however, saying, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the wonderful EPA, maintains that glyphosate poses no health risk based on current use, which is inhibiting an enzyme essential for plant growth, effectively killing a broad spectrum of weeds, blah, blah, blah. So how, if, if glyphosate poses no risk, why has is it ten billion dollars? What's the last number I think I heard been set aside? Oh, where Bear Bear got uh, got sued? Yeah. So why have they set aside ten billion dollars to settle cases for people who develop cancer from glyphosate exposure? How can that be? So, when they're saying here, the EPA is saying that it maintains that glyphosate poses no health risk. (laughs) That makes no sense. I mean, that makes no sense. It's, we literally, we have no truth anymore from operations. 
Well, as long as you pay the right people, then then you can you can make your own fake reports that it doesn't affect anything. Literally, no, literally, and and we know, both of us know that this is true because we've both done enough research. I mean, mm-hmm. I I lost count of how many times these organizations have been caught, you know lying and falsely producing studies or removing critical parts of studies. I mean, it is just, there is no flipping science in any of it. So, there really isn't. All about the bottom line. I I just oh I'm just waiting on that medical revolution. It's like come on. I wish there would be enough. You know there there have been. It's it's good because if we take a look at the medical, there's nurses all of them, and the military that walked out when they were being, you know, demanded to take these dangerous gene therapy bioweapons, when they were telling them, you know, you have to take them, you know, are you fired? And so many of them chose, okay, you know, we're fired. They're... Wouldn't it be wonderful if that number was so large that they could just now go and start forming a whole new private who can get away from the current one? I mean, it needs to happen. I mean, do people, how can people not vividly see that? Nothing is changing. It's like people's health, it's not improving. It's not. I mean, we've had the same levels of cancer, same levels of heart disease. Well, no, you know what? Actually, right now, I bet you they've all increased. Uh oh. Sorry, I hit that by accident. <laughs> We, we know that actually cancer and, and heart disease right now, it's probably, I bet you it's increased. I bet you it's increased in, I don't know how many years. I bet you it's finally gone up. Because I was just reading another article that's saying that two-thirds of the people that took, took the, the, the bioweapon injection are having health problems. So I um, I just, people have to realize, I mean, it is, it's a joke to me. It's like you're born into this world, you know, and in, in a, an average life, you know, your kid grows up, they're pretty healthy. They um, go off to college, still pretty healthy, young adults pretty healthy, then you hit your 
your 40s, you're doing okay, but, but a lot of people have to get on your, you know, your blood pressure medicine or they become diabetic. And then 50s is when it really can hit. And then some people have to have, you know, stents put in and heart disease. And, I mean, it's the same thing over and over. And everybody gets put on the same medication. And it's, I just don't understand how people can't see this maddening, ineffective, (laughs) I mean, protocol of how people have to, how people are going to go through life. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to me. I would really like to. I guess I, I look at it though. Christina, like in my situation back in February, and I, I'll, I'll go to that yeah. because every uh, 100% of every medical professional that I talked to said that I should expect to lose at least one leg, maybe two, and yeah. that I'll be on I'll be on diabetic medications the rest of my life and just give up. Yeah. Exactly. And here you are. I, I'm checking my blood sugar regularly, and uh, it's it's very rare that I'm I'm above. Uh, I'm usually in the normal. Sometimes I'll be in the pre-diabetic, but I'm never, like, ballooning. And I have never taken one insulin. That's great. That's great. But if I and listen then to the doctors, I'd be done for yeah, because, and they know, they know once they get people on the insulin, these doctors know that once you start injecting your body with that stuff, mm-hmm. it then it does change, and it does get dependent on it, and it's well, very difficult in all fairness, for people they, to not do it. study that. I don't yeah. think the doctors are looking at it like, let's kill this guy. The thing yeah. is, is that they teach that in medical school. And they they're not they're not to teach wellness. They're they're yeah. not to teach diet or nope. what what vitamin deficiencies there are. They're they're taught if this if X happens you do Y in all cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just. Um... And I'll I'll never forget when I, I saw my doctor the day I was being discharged. And he said, I, I, I ran into the doctor at the hospital that, that was going to do surgery on you. And she asked me, why haven't you called to, to do surgery yet? He's due to, to have his amputations. And he <laughs> said, well, he's going to be discharged in two days. He's 100% healed. And she was pissed. He said, you're the doctor. You need to tell him what he's doing. You don't let these people do stuff on their own. Oh, my God. Now, I needed to do those amputations. Wow. Since when is it about her? Yeah. Well, and you know, there's, um, so my, my friend's husband is, he's the head anesthesiologist here at the hospital. And so... A few of the other doctors that he's pretty close friends with, you know, when the 
the COVID agenda started and they started imposing these demands upon doctors and stuff in hospitals to get these injections. This guy, I think, was kind of like the head physician or whatever, not not her husband, but this other guy. Um, he was like the head physician and he was like, okay, you guys all need to, you know, you need to hurry up and get and get these shots. He's like, you guys have been holding out for too long now. And he said, it's time. He said, it's your turn. You need to step up and get these shots. And they were all like, no, we're not doing it. And they said he just he got, you know, he got so ticked off and mad and just, it was ridiculous. They said the way that he was acting. And what's, what's crazy is, so they all still continue to hold out. And he ended up having some major health issues after he got them. So he he finally realized that the shots hurt him. And so now these these um other physicians, you know, they held out and and they're all they're all still there. Now we are in a like I told you, a little bit smaller community, so they were able to get away with it. But but it's <laughs> it's kind of one of those karma things where it kind of caught up, you know, pretty quick. It's like you've got this arrogant doctor, you know, being a control freak and trying to make them do this. And, and then he actually, he actually is probably eating his words. So it's, um, I, I just don't understand people who have to have, have to be in that mode of just, you know, being control freaks. And having to control all these situations, like, I mean, because I will always say, you know, these people that, like that video you post last week, that gal talking about wearing all the masks and doing all the stuff, and like, mm-hmm. if any of that works, I will always say, why are you worried about what I do? I mean... And if all that works so well, why are you still wearing that three and a half years later? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Obviously, oh, that's because you aren't wearing yours. Mm. We know that. You know, it's our fault. So, but I did see an article earlier about they did do another study in, I think it was Norway. And it showed actually, excuse me, it actually showed that the people that wore the mask were, had a higher, much higher percentage of getting infection, of getting COVID. Oh, yeah, because they restricted their breathing, of course. Yeah, and they're, and like, like they're talking about it. And also when, when you're, you know, you're breathing out when you're releasing that. Basically, it's trash. It's not supposed to come back in. Um, that was the other thing. You know, they said that gets trapped on that mask, and then you breathe that back in, and you. They were explaining it. So, so yeah. And that this other doctor was talking about how fear really played a huge role 
in um, of people, the immune system. Because she said, you know, when when a person is is in that fear mode, their cortisol levels really rise, and that makes their immune system drop. So, you know, that was the other thing. That's why they were pushing that fear thing. And she was one of these doctors. I forget what country she was in. Um, she almost sounded like she had an English accent. But I remember she was talking to Dr. Campbell, and she was one of those doctors that got very suspicious very early on. And she was like, because she worked with um, data and stuff. She was familiar, and she's just like, something's just not adding up here. And she finally posted something, and and she was afraid to at first. But she finally posted it, and then she got support, you know, from several other doctors saying that they had had the same same thoughts. So there are a lot of of medical personnel out there that that just kept quiet, did see the red flags, and do know that this was, you know was just craziness. So I think they just saw a lot of them. Like I said, they they kept quiet, which, you know, that's the problem these days, though. Is people have to start using their voices, and they can't. If everybody would just stand up, it's going to be more of a standing up to prevent the the wrongful attacks, you know, um, you know, nobody should have ever been arrested for keeping their businesses open, for protesting, for refusing, you know, to, um, you know, live under natural law. Nobody should have been arrested. Or hassled for any of that. I'm sorry, but that's this country. We live under natural law, and as long as you aren't harming anyone, nobody should be able to touch you. And people just—I mean—they've got to get in tune with that because that's who we are, and. I sure hope that more people start walking in that because that's what needs to happen. I mean, we've all got to learn the truth and and we have to walk in it proudly without fear and make that be contagious, you know? So many people need to to start doing this. And when they, they see more people doing it, you know, like I said, it's going to be contagious and and more people will follow suit. And we're going to outnumber them. So, I don't know. I know there's still um, a lot of people that cower to that. I don't know what they're afraid of. I really don't. 
I would be way more afraid of the um, the alternative. So, but I think there's just a lot of people aren't aware of the alternative. I don't know how you can't be aware at this point, though. Yeah. Really have to try hard to not be aware. But, you know, there are some people like that. It's like when they start seeing some truth or somebody tries to share something, some truth with with them, they're like, no, no, I don't want to hear it. Just, no, Mm -hmm. don't tell me. You know, because they don't. They don't want to know because they know that the minute they do know it, that's when, you know, things are going to have to change. And people are just so afraid of change. I mean, I, I don't get it. It's like, I, I think too many people um, see that change is equal to something negative, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Not always the case. I mean, sure, sometimes it is, but they they don't need to place those two things together all the time, and I think a lot of people do. So, but, I mean, I, it, I have several people say to me all the time, it's like, aren't you, you know, upset? Your business is not doing well. Aren't you nervous aren't you worried and it's like uh, no <laughs> you know I'm like I'm like yeah I'm not not real happy about it but it's like life goes on you know it's not like I'm destitute I just just got to change direction this obviously wasn't the right one you know so we we live life and we learn That's all there is. Yeah, but also uh, it could be the fact that you'd be doing a lot better if Trump was in office as opposed to Brandon. Oh. I, yeah, I couldn't picture trying point. to – I couldn't picture having a brick-and-mortar store right now. Yeah, I know. I I just – yeah, I wish part of me, you know, but we can't – I know we can't dwell in the past, but – but I would, it would have been um, interesting to see how things would have turned out had um, had the left not released this, you know, this COVID agenda and caused all this. Ugh. We're well aware now, though, that... <laughs> These well, things maybe are it's take a good place. thing that everybody had to see this mess. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I think, you know, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people say that. And I, you know, I think maybe that's true. You know, some, sometimes we got to go through things like this to um, open up the eyes of those that don't see so well. And um, probably going to happen. So there will still be some that's not the case. But 
but I think the majority will will flip. Well, if we don't, it's over. Yeah. But the good news is that it's really hard to to really sell people on uh, on Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, his the the little uh, what's her name? Um, is it, uh, is it is her name? Uh, is it is it Jean? Um, John, Kareem Jean Pierre. Yes, she. Well, she sure tries, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she just. I mean, it cracks me up to sit and listen to her. I mean, it's like, do you really believe what you're saying right now? I mean, she just makes, uh, I don't know, it's just funny, funny to sit and listen to her. So, I don't do it much, though. I can't, I can't stomach to sit and listen to it too much. (sighs) It's just such BS. It's just funny. She reminds me, it's like, they're all the same. The redhead that was there before her, you know, they're just, they're all the same. So they sound the same. They're just up there telling the lies. I bought a new book today. And I cannot wait to get into it. Um, It is so big, but it's so cool. Medical medium is um, brain saver protocols, cleanses, and recipes for neurological, autoimmune, and mental health. Um, have you heard of Anthony Williams? No. Wow. Got some good stuff. So it's just awesome. That, like they go through so many different imbalances and they come up with like these little protocols you can do for them and it's just basically all natural like food stuff um pretty cool pretty cool and i got another one on them the cell salt have you ever used cell salt use what salt cell salt but like they're they're kind of in the same family as um homeopathy um, but cell salts make a little bit more sense to me because I think it's like the mineral cell salts of the cells and they have like the individual ones and um, there's information out there. They've got them broken down to where certain um, like things in your face, just certain symptoms can reveal which cells you might be kind of depleted in out of balance with and you basically just take those little cell salts and they're so easy to take they're cheap and they literally just you put them under your tongue you know and they melt and they're like tasteless so they're pretty cool but um highland you know highland cells and you can go to their website highland cell salts 
I think you can get the whole flipping kit, like all of them, as long as they're not sold out of it. A lot of times they're sold out of the the ones with all of them, but I think it's a little over $100 to get like all the different cell phones. They have them for headaches. They have them for if you're having flu symptoms, cold symptoms, you know, just different things. So it's pretty cool. And I um, I just think things like that are so much more interesting. And I just wish we had a medical system that acknowledged all this stuff because we know that the Flexner report with the Rockefellers, you know, we know they destroyed. There was so much information. And I forget what year it was in the teens. Wasn't it like 19, in the 19, 13, 14, whatever, that they took over and wrote that report and, and burnt all the, the years of um, information and cures that they had for so many things. But because they were all natural, you know, they didn't want people having this information. Everybody had to go to the oil-backed, you know, petroleum industry medications. These are the truths we need to be teaching in school. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Eh, I'm not going to say that it's just not ever going to happen. So, we might get there. Just have to keep trying. So, trying to think of other things that I was going to talk about tonight. Fortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to gather a bunch of information. Let's see. That's okay. So, you know, if you have anything else, I'll be here the rest of the week. So if you have anything, okay. when we get done, we'll, we'll move on. All righty. Yeah, this was that article saying that um, science director revealed that nearly two-thirds of Wuhan coronavirus vaccine recipients suffer from health complications one year after getting vaccinated. Well, that's no shock. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. But, so yeah, people, go ahead. Go line up for that booster. Pretty soon you'll be in that (laughs) two-thirds. What was funny about so the doctor I was telling you about that was jumping all the other ones' butts for not getting a shot. So yeah. he realized what he did. What he did was he had him put up his blood work from before and then after, and they somehow could see like the spike protein and all the things going wrong with him. And he said, he said I'm, he said I'm up. You know what creek? Without a paddle, he said, I'm going to forever produce this protein. He realized that. Finally realized it. My body is forever going to produce this protein now. And um, 
you know, there it is. So, but like I said, I think, I don't know if I sent you, did I talk last week about the guy that I found that figured out how to maybe disable the protein? Why do I think like I've, uh, I've heard of that before, but go ahead. I think we talked about, I think I might've brought it up last week, but the link, like the website I said was remedylink.com. But anyway, it's, you know, he, he's developed, um, he said basically they're enzymes that can break down the proteins or disable them or something, he thinks. So he's, he's like, I don't know that it's a 100% thing proof, you know, but he, he believes it'll work. So so I think anybody out there that's struggling from that issue, you know, not everyone um, is experiencing the permanent production of that that protein, um, fortunately, but many, many people are. They are having issues like that. I think they really need to check that link out because there's not much out there for people to help them. So if, if this guy, if it'll work, it's, it's, it's remedylink.com. And um, I think people should check it out. It's worth a try. Try to get that thing out of their bodies. But that's the problem. I don't know if they can get it out. I think they can just kind of like disable it. Which means they may have to continue using the products, which I don't know how good that is. But oh, they can be create permanent customers. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh. Yep, yep. Was there anything else? You were going to play or anything? Well, did I sent you, did you see that, um, oh, that video about Biden? Let's see, who was the guy? See if I can open it back up. So, this, let's see who he is. He was someone in, um, had something to do with Biden high up. And come on, somebody tell me what position he was in. I just had it pulled up a while ago. Maybe it was unnatural news. Let me see. But he, oh my gosh, it was awful what he was saying about former Obama official celebrates genocide in Gaza. He literally said if we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, it wasn't enough. I mean, this is... Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, what a jerk. I watched that video and I'm like, why? What? There needed to be somebody standing right there listening to this conversation that just, like, okay, whoa, no, that's not okay, and just knocked him, knocked him down to the ground. I mean, I'm sorry, but that just, 
people like that, they need to be put in their place. That was just, he was such a little rat. Everybody needs to go watch that. He's a sick, sick guy. So... Maybe he'll be born into that situation later in life, you know, when he come, if he comes back. For those that, you know, believe that you get sent back here until you're <laughs> until you're living right, you don't get to go up into those the better heavens that God's created. You get to come back here and do it again. You know, I like that idea. So supposedly, you know, this is like the lowest of the world that we can live in. So I know it's what Dr. Morris always talks about. You know, the many mansions that God talks about, it's like the many different levels of the world that we get to live in. So very interesting. So everything else going okay with you? Yeah, I don't have anything else really that's uh, worth noting, I guess. It's just kind of quiet this time of year. <laughs> okay. Not much happened right. in news this over this past weekend. Yeah. I guess I mean, stuff's happening, but it's not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we've got the the hostage thing. You know, they're they're doing that. Some of them, I guess, got released. But, but yeah, I think we're all kind of sick of talking about that stuff. It's just the narrative that we see what they want us to see. What people need to realize. Well, that's why I didn't mention. So the first hostage released by Hamas... That's uh, related to uh, to somebody that purchases Hunter Biden paintings. What? Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a little strange. Coincidental, huh? I'm sure <laughs> they didn't arrange that. Yeah, no. Wow. So, yeah, she, uh, Elizabeth Hirsch uh, Naftali. So she donates, uh, last time around, she donated $13,414 to the Biden campaign and $29,700 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. And she headlined, uh, she hosted a fundraiser by by Kamala recently as well. And she was one of the hostages? Yeah, she was the first uh she was the first hostage out. <laughs> so, I'm sure they negotiated some money behind the scenes because why not? Oh, absolutely. 
Wow. As long as it's liberal, I guess. Well, there you go, people. Send Biden some money and, and you're going to be okay. Good grief. Jeez. Never stop. I just I just hope it stops before 2024. That's all I hope. I really don't want to have to put up with him until 2024. Well, you know, you don't have to worry because you, you have until January 20th, 2025, unless uh, unless he wins again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I want so you to actually have a year and, and six weeks or seven weeks or, or uh, no, yeah. about a year and two months. Yeah. If he makes it. I'm sure they'll they'll make sure he he makes it if he's gonna win the election. I just after I he wins the election then, then it's all over. Then it doesn't matter. Because then they can yeah, win whoever they want. I'm sorry to say they, they there's no way they can nominate him. That's that's gonna look so ridiculous. Yeah, but but the truth is that he is still at, at this current stage. He's more electable than Governor Grusom is. You think do they I'm really kidding? not have? No, I know you're not. Do, do, do they really not have any any other candidates? That big mind. Ugh. That's it. Other than That's that. what they got. Ugh. Well, All you have to do is be a nice lady, and and you're you're in. Yeah. Looks like Mayor Adams is some in some trouble too, is he not? Oh yeah, they're trying to throw the hammer at him for complaining about Brandon. So that that's the way it works. Because they figure they they figure he's not going to do anything about it, so they could they could run him out. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't stand up for himself. Right. Yeah, New York is just... Oh, there's... Yeah, we did it again, so they didn't even leave early. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, Christina, for being here. We'll see you next Monday. And uh, in the meantime, everyone else, please support the other shows on the network. It's not just a negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to that handrail, keep hope alive, remember only you can prevent the worst fires. I am negative and I am positive. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.